1: Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Zhang. Gold demand slightly dropped in Q2, according to the World Gold Council. But demand still remained resolutely positive and was supported despite softer central bank demand. So to find out more about gold demand in the second quarter, joining us on the phone today is Xiao Kai Fan, who's the head of Asia-Pacific, excluding China, and global head of central banks at the World Gold Council. Hi, Xiao Kai. Welcome back to the show.
0: Hi, good to be back with you.
1: Good to have you back. I mean, Shao Kai, record central bank demand had dominated the gold market over the last year. Was it the same in Q2? Uh,
0: You know, central bank buying remained positive at around 100 tons of net buying Mm -hmm. in Q2, but it wasn't as strong as Q1 Mm. and was actually a year on year drop versus Q2 last year. However, when you look at central bank buying over the entire first half of this year, it was actually a record high first half Mm. for central bank gold buying.
1: Why was there less buying from central banks? I mean, was it the same for the Monetary Authority of Singapore as well, which was, you know, the biggest buyer previously?
0: It, you know, it really came down to just one major central bank seller in Q2, which mm-hmm. was the Central Bank of Turkey. Mm. And they had specific reasons. Um, there was a lot of liquidity issues in their domestic gold market because they had a presidential election. The central bank sold their gold into the domestic market and has since stopped and actually reversed and they started to buy gold again. So we think this is a one-off occurrence. And outside of Turkey, um, there's actually very strong central bank demand from China, Poland, India, and of course our own MAS. uh, The MAS continue to buy gold in Q2, bringing their year-to-date buying to over 70 tons for this year so far.
1: Okay, so when you say it's just a one-off thing, do you expect more demand from central banks in the coming weeks?
0: Yeah, you know, I think central banks are still very strong buyers Mm -hmm. of gold. Um, The Turkish central bank, like I said, has returned to buying gold. And we've been seeing central bank buying coming from all geographies, different types of economies. So I expect them to still continue to be strong supporters of the gold market.
1: Okay, okay. But despite a softer central bank demand in Q2, overall gold demand, they remains resolutely positive. What factors led to that?
0: There wasn't... An uplift from stronger jewelry and investment Mm. demand in Q2. And in the jewelry segment specifically, we saw a significant jump in buying in the Chinese jewelry market because of revenge spending and delayed weddings and all that. Mm -hmm. There was also very strong retail gold buying from the U.S. and from Turkey, like I said, that presidential election. Mm -hmm. And overall, um, we saw a lot of over-the-counter gold market Mm -hmm. uh, jumps as well because probably stronger buying from institutional investors, too.
1: Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here, Xiao Kai. I believe India is also, you know, they have a strong demand for jewelry. What was it like in Q2 for India?
0: India, unfortunately, had a bit of a weaker time during Q2. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw a drop in jewelry demand there, largely because of the higher gold price. Mm. Um, You might have noticed that during the first half of this year, the gold price was actually quite elevated. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, deterred some Indian buyers from buying jewelry.
1: So that was kind of still offset by Chinese demand.
0: Yes, that's right. China is actually the largest Mm -hmm. gold jewelry market in the
1: world. Okay, I see. I see. And focusing here in Singapore as well, consumer demand for gold in Singapore fell by 23% year on year. What contributed to the drop?
0: Well, actually in Southeast Asia overall, we saw drops in consumer demand largely because of the stronger gold price, like I mentioned Mm -hmm. in the case of India. So I suspect that Singapore's numbers might uh, be related to the fact that our neighbors also saw drops Mm -hmm. because of Singapore's role as a transshipment hub for gold in this region.
1: Okay, okay. Can we expect a further downside for consumer demand for gold here in Singapore?
0: I think that might be a function of the gold price. Mm -hmm. Um, Higher gold prices may dent consumer demand for gold jewelry, um, especially if the economy is in a phase of lower growth. Or slower growth. But on the other hand, if if inflation persists, we might see a pickup in investment demand um, for gold as an inflation hedge. Mm -hmm. And then we have to look at our neighbors as well because of Singapore's role as a regional hub. So what's happening there is going to impact the market here too.
1: I mean, you're speaking about, you know, regional as in Southeast Asia and how they follow in terms of how Singapore and the demand here are faring. But how did Singapore compare in terms of, let's say, other regions in terms of gold demand in Q2?
0: Right. So Southeast Asia and Singapore were a a bit of um, on the downside versus Mm -hmm. other regions. They underperformed. I mentioned earlier, we saw some regions being affected by delayed spending and delayed weddings, like in China. Mm. Um, In Japan, actually, we saw a pretty bright uptick for gold across a lot of segments as investors tried to protect against a weakening yen and creeping inflation. Mm -hmm. And then we had specific concerns like in Turkey, that presidential election in the U.S., continuing fallout from the banking failures earlier this year and that drove a lot of strong demand for gold in those markets Mm,
1: I see I see I want to talk more about jewelry here uh, as well we talked a little bit about in China and in India earlier But, I mean, it looks like stronger jewelry demand helped offset some of the falling central bank purchases in the last quarter. Why was there a surge in demand for jewelry? Is it just the whole weddings, the delayed weddings part?
0: Yeah, that was a big part of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. China is the largest gold jewelry market. So a big surge there meant that overall global jewelry demand was up. Mm -hmm. And that was on the back of delayed weddings and uh, revenge spending and all that. Mm -hmm. Outside of China, the picture was kind of mixed. India and uh, Western markets in Southeast Asia saw a fall in jewelry demand. But actually, Japan saw a remarkable 5% uptick in gold jewelry demand.
1: Mm, I see, I see. What about in terms of global gold ETFs? How did gold ETFs fare in Q2? Uh,
0: Gold ETFs saw some modest outflows in Q2, although Those outflows were concentrated in June. April and May actually saw inflows. And there was some some interesting geographic segmentation as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gold ETFs in North America had strong inflows, Mm -hmm. uh, mirroring the strong retail investment demand. Um, European ETFs saw outflows. But in Asia, again, it was Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. staging a remarkable recovery with some gold inflows uh, into the ETFs there.
1: I see, I see. And looking ahead to the second half of the year, what factors could bring additional upside for gold, Kai?
0: Well, it looks like central banks might have finished with their policy tightening cycle for now. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. economy is looking somewhat robust, although inflation is still elevated. Um, if interest rates will not go any higher, mm-hmm. um, then generally speaking, that's a positive development for gold. Mm-hmm. And a stronger economy might also boost consumer spending for gold and support prices, too. And we talked about the central banks themselves being buyers earlier. Mm-hmm. I think central banks appear to be continuing to buy gold for their, their own um, reserve assets. Mm-hmm. We just saw China release a few days ago another report saying they added another 20-something tons. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I think that official sector buying for gold will still be an important pillar of support for the gold market, too.
1: I see. I see. We should look out for those developments. Well, thank you so much, Shakai for your time and your insights today.
0: Thank you, Holman. My pleasure.
1: Thank you. We've been speaking with Xiao Kai Fan, who is the head of Asia Pacific, excluding China and global head of central banks at the World Gold Council. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. And we've been spiking about gold demand here in Singapore and globally. Stay with Money FM 89.3.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg